This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. And your position is that, that you can sit in Silicon Valley and demand of the media that you can tell them what stories they can publish and you can tell the American people what reporting they can hear. Is that right? Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, now we know. Now we know the most powerful man in the world is a homeless guy with a beard down to his knees and a uh, nose ring. Uh, We'll give you the highlights of uh, Jack Dorsey, a.k.a. Aqualung, appearing before, uh, virtually appearing before the Senate. Nice job by my man, Ted Cruz. Uh, According to my senator, Ed Markey, we need more censoring, more censoring. We'll give you Ed's take on the the hearings and the the war on free speech. A couple of big endorsements for uh, our president, Donald J. Trump, a couple of big athletes, big star athletes endorsed our president yesterday, five days before the uh, election. Uh, Tucker's mail, Tucker Carlson's mail is getting stolen, which is a little bizarre. We'll go over that strange, strange story. Um, in Philadelphia, the peaceful, peaceful looters, peaceful looters are still on the march and Democrats, including Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, are blaming the cops, of course, of course. Um, And uh, a Tampa Bay guy makes the case that Tom Brady right now is better than he's ever been. This is Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever, three-time MVP, I believe. And uh, in Tampa right now, they think he's better than ever. We'll get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term, the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colonnade's here, and Turtle Boy's here. I'm glad Turtle Boy's here. You know what you do that uh, uh, I think is a service for our listeners and for me? You check the odds every day. You check the polls every day. I try not to. I don't want to get caught up. I don't want to get obsessed with it. But I'm going to be honest. Right now, October 29th, five days away, I'm feeling much, much, much better, Turtle Boy. Can you um, help me out here? Tell me. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Is it because of my optimism? Did I do that to you? Yes, yes. it's your optimism. You and me, a couple of internal, eternal optimists. And maybe I'm getting swept up in the enthusiasm factor. I've never seen such a gap in enthusiasm. There's yep. zero, zero enthusiasm for the favorite right now. In fact, I, I cannot believe when I see these polls. Hey, you saw the poll in Wisconsin two days yeah, ago, seventeen, a seventeen-point lead. Now polls like that, that just polls like that make me believe that Trump is going to win even more. When I see yesterday another one, they got him up by four in Kansas. They're, the media wants you to make make you to believe, Jerry, that Kansas is somehow Kansas is in play somehow. Bob Dole State is in play. Of course, it's not. And every time you see a, a poll like that, and you're like, if a polling, if I run a polling company. And I do a poll in Wisconsin and it comes back and I say, hey, boss. So we, I polled a thousand people and it looks like Trump is down 17. Any responsible pollster is like, well, 
throw that one out. Let's start over. Obviously, that's right. not legitimate. No one's going to take us seriously if we come back and we say we. So it makes you wonder what else are they lying about? The bottom line is this election. He's not going to lose Florida. He will win Florida. When's the last time a Democrat won Florida in anything? They have two two Republican senators, a Republican governor. That state's good. North Carolina. Mitt Romney won North Carolina. He's going to win North Carolina. That means all he has to do, right, is hold on to Pennsylvania. You hold on to Pennsylvania, you can afford to lose Wisconsin and Michigan. However, if you hold on to Pennsylvania, you lose those two states and you lose Arizona, we got a tie. But I think yeah. they're going to win Arizona. We got a tie. I, you know, I, I root for chaos. I root for a good story. That's a great story. I believe it goes to the House then, and uh, it, it's some bizarre system where – procedure where the each state gets a vote we got more states than they do we got the supreme court um i'm looking forward to next week and i'm feeling much much better and again it, it, there's two things that i keep in mind enthusiasm matters because the reason hillary lost other than being the most unlikable candidate mm, uh, until kamala harris came along the most unlikable candidate i've ever seen is people stayed home. People weren't inspired by her. Well, if they weren't inspired by her, they're not inspired by Biden. He's, he's the least inspirational candidate I've ever seen. People are, are well, voting. Inspired, for, you're voting against Trump. They're not voting yeah. for him. But that's, that's the same thing as being inspired. It doesn't matter what you're inspired by as long as you show up and vote. And these people are going oh. to be, everyone on both sides is inspired by Donald Trump. Right. It's about him. But, and, but, but I, I do think, that hurts a little, and that's all you need is a little. And if it rains, Biden supporters stay home. Trump supporters would walk across broken glass to vote for their guy. That's the enthusiasm factor. That's what these people at these rallies, they will show up. They will vote if they haven't already, no matter what. If it's cold, if it's rainy, if the line's too long, Biden voters say, screw it, and they go back and, and fire up another bong and you know, watch, uh, you know, watch soap operas or whatever they do. I mean, Biden voters, uh, uh, they'll, they, they hate Trump. They, you know, they want to keep the, the, the gravy train going. They don't care about tax increases because they don't pay taxes. Uh, you know, they don't care about, uh, you know, foreign wars. They don't care about the price of oil because they don't go anywhere. They, they, these things don't matter to them. They just hate Trump. Do they hate him enough to wait in line in the rain, in the cold? We don't know. We'll see. The enthusiasm matters. And, I've yet to meet a Trump supporter. I've said this all the time, but I, I still don't understand what Trump supporter. Give me a prototype of a Trump supporter who would answer the phone and spend 10, 15 minutes talking to a pollster from the Washington Post or ABC News or the New York Times. Nobody I know who supports Trump, who supports the president, would ever waste 10 seconds. Oh, by the way, they might waste 10 seconds, but they would lie to the pollster. They would never... Tell the well, full funny the you bring that up, Jerry. Is I, I showed him on the Turtle Boy live show on Tuesday night. I showed a text message from my brother who lives in Wisconsin. He was he did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. He is a conservative, uh, but he likes what he's done in the last four years, as most conservatives, real conservatives, do. And so he gets you get pulled a lot when you live in a swing state. So they get he gets called and stuff like that. He always he shows me his text messages. He always just tells him he's voting for Biden. He just lies. He's voting for Trump. <laughs> And again, he's not the only one. And all it yeah. takes is, is 1% to throw you know, to throw the election to Trump. The, the, these people who are lying in these close states, uh, enthusiasm and the attitude of Trumpsters, of Trumpkins, that's what heartens me. That's what gives me faith. I feel much, much better. I think 
when you see Trump do four, five, six events a day, and then you see this old, frail man, like barely able to walk down the stairs, you say, he's not up for it. He's just not up for it. There is, the, the, you know, the, there's a requirement for this job. There's a lot of requirements, but one is energy and stamina. And, and, and you've got to have, you know, some life to you. And I realized that the hard left liberals are voting for Kamala. They're voting for AOC. They're voting for Bernie. They're voting for Elon Omar and Ayanna Presley. They're voting for these people, the, the power behind the throne. They're not really voting for Joe Biden. They know he's corrupt. They know he's not long for the job. They don't care. They're voting for, you know, fundamental change. And they get that if Biden gets in there. They get that because he's just a front man. They know that. That is frightening. That's why people have to get out there. They have to vote. They can't allow this crazy left-wing socialist cabal. They can't let them into the Oval Office. That is scary for all of us, for our kids and grandkids. We lucked out with that with the riots in a swing state a week before the election. But the problem is the media is not really covering it. It's like God, well, let's, man, we'll, exact- we'll, let's let's get to that because to okay. me, and, and we talked about that a little bit before, and. I talk about it all the time. Maybe I'm, um, you know, the boy who cried wolf at this point, and people just think I hate the media. I do. I hate the mainstream media. I hate the Washington Post, New York Times, the Boston Boston Globe is not even worth hating. They're just so irrelevant. They're just a joke. But you know, the networks and CNN and MSNBC. In my lifetime, I've been observing the media for a long time. I've been in the media. I've been reading books about. Uh, you know, media bias, media corruption. I've read everything from Bernie Goldberg to, uh, you know, Mark. You're very Levin. well read. You're well read. Uh, yeah, his, uh, the latest. Uh, this is Mark Levin's uh, book on the corruption of the media, the history of the New York Times, supporting the Holocaust, covering for Joseph Stalin. I mean, there's a long history of the mainstream media, particularly, you know, New York Times, Washington Post, being absolutely, abjectly corrupt. We know that. It's worse than ever. It's it, they've gone to another level. This this whether Trump wins or not, and God please, we're, we're we're hoping he does. But I don't think the media, the mainstream media, ever recovers. I don't think anybody on either side thinks that they're legitimate, that they're unbiased, that they're balanced, that they're fair, that they're objective anymore. Now you and I already knew. You know, places like the Boston Globe and New York Times were not real newspapers. We're, we're no longer objectively covering the news. Those days were long gone. In fact, I just checked the Boston Globe website. I mean, I, obviously, I can't click on any stories because I would never pay for this garbage. But no mention, not a mention of uh, Tony Bublinski, the biggest story, yeah. the biggest political story of the year of the and, election. And you know it. And so real quick with that, Jerry, like when I was watching the Tony Bobolinsky story, I, all my conservative friends are on social media. They're like, this is a bombshell. This is going to change everything. Like, and it was a huge story and it was a great interview. And I'm like, are you people high? Like, don't you understand the playbook here? The playbook for the last four years has been Tucker uh, Carlson is a white supremacist. Therefore, anything Tucker Carlson says is a lie. It's the same thing. You're either a white supremacist or a Russian. And they just use that to, they make it up. They did it with Tulsi. And anytime you cross them, that's just reason like the Russian dif- disinformation in the New York post. Anytime anything comes out that's unfavorable to them, they just say, well, I'm not going to listen to him. He's a white nationalist. Well, that, but that's how things have changed is they are utterly uh, beneath contempt. Now they are 100% dishonest. 
they don't care about journalism. It's amazing. I think it's gotten much worse. I mean, think of Bill Clinton in the blue dress. I mean, Newsweek covered it. Dr- Drudge broke it, but eventually, and I'm going to guess if you go back and look at the New York Times, Boston Globe, there'll be some mention of Linda Tripp and Lewinsky in the blue dress. There's no mention of Tony Bublinski. And if and and I've tweeted about it, and you get all these tweets. I still have you know lots of liberal followers, and they'll come swooping in and say it's a non-story, it's a, a Fox News, it's Russian, and I'm going. Uh, if if you just spent five minutes reading it or digesting it, you'd know you're wrong. It's a you know huge that. story. You know that. Uh, I mean, I guess some of them do, but others just conveniently dismiss it. And the thing that I like is when Trump, when uh, uh, Tucker or you know Newsbusters or one of these websites puts a montage together, and you literally have mainstream media people, you know, like uh, you know CNN and ABC, NBC saying. Russian disinformation, utterly absurd. I mean, just made up. They know it's not true. They just make it up. There's never been an effort, a dishonest effort like this to get someone elected in my lifetime, probably ever between big tech. And we'll get to those, those, those a-holes, big tech and mainstream media. This is a huge story by any definition. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to guess that nobody in, you know, academia, no journalism professors teaching it either. So we're lying to a whole generation. Joe Biden is corrupt. Joe Biden was taking oh, yeah. millions. Big guy. This is this is beyond debate. Was taking millions from the Chinese Communist Party. This is a guy who's been soft on China his whole life, who still says China's no threat, that Russia's our biggest threat, which is a lie. That you know, China right now uh, is, you know, is our is, is the the rise of China is a good thing for the U.S. That's what Biden says. At the same time, he's taking millions, and his corrupt brother and his and his scumbag son are are, are the front men. But you know, we know Joe Biden, the big guy, was involved intricately involved in this business. He lied about it. That doesn't bother the media at all. He lied to them. They don't care. He made an appearance yesterday. Not a question. Not a not even someone yelling at him as he went away, walked away. Simple question. Do you, have you ever met Tony Bublinski? What's he say to that? What's his answer to that? I'm not answering it. Like, that's a stupid crew. Just walk away. You get mad like he did at the ice cream. Smear. There. Right, a smear. Smear. Russian disinformation. We don't have time for that. We're trying to. Don't you know 225,000 people are dead? That's, that's all they'll come back to is coronavirus. It's the only thing they could talk about is coronavirus. No, no other. Have you ever seen an election where, like, have you heard anybody bring up abortion ever? Like, the Supreme Court is like a hotly contested issue. Nobody's talking about abortion. Nobody's talking about kids in cages was a big deal two years ago. Nobody's talking about that. The only thing they talk about is coronavirus. That's it. Yeah, but that hey, we had three, that's, we had literally, three. that's literally the only thing people in the country are talking about right now, though. Yeah. Like, I was smart of Biden to say it, it, the other day, it, it wasn't that he was putting a lid on the campaign. It was that he was meeting with strategists to come up with a COVID plan <laughs> and act when he's president. Like that, that was the headline that was out there the other day. And that was smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, How that, is that smart? Because that's the only thing people are talking about right now and the only thing people give a shit about. And if he is showing that he it's the only thing he cares about, it's appealing to everybody. By the way, he lies about. Oh, he lies about that as much as anything. You know, he th- there's an amazing montage where he and Kamala criticized Trump about things Trump said, uh, you know, about masks or whatever. 
And they're actually things Fauci said. Fauci has been wrong a hundred times. And Biden stands there and says, I'll listen to Fauci. I will listen to him. And I'm going, wait a second. Fauci said, don't wear a mask. Fauci said, go on a cruise in March. Fauci said, this is not something the general public should worry about. Fauci's been wrong all, all along. And Biden doesn't care because he knows the public looks at Fauci as some kind of oracle, like he's been right about everything. Uh, the, one of the problems Trump has had is he's listened to Fauci. You know, he's listened to him too much. But anyway, you're 100% right. It's the strategy. Let's get back to the virus. We're trying to distract from the virus. Wait a second. We have documented evidence. We have proof that you took money from the Chinese Communist they don't Party. Care. And then you lied about it. And this is the guy that 65 million Americans want to put in the White House Want to put as as China is on the march in the in the South China Sea is on the march, you know, economically, militarily, and they want to put a guy who is beholden to China in the White House. How is that not the biggest story of the friggin' decade? Because it's, it's not something that affects your day to day life. COVID, for the first time, this is a political issue for the first time in my entire life that has affected me directly. You know, like things that I want to do are closed. My kids can't go to school. Like, so other issues over time, like, you know, talking about building a wall, you build a wall, don't build a wall. Ultimately my life is not going to be that different if they build a wall, right? How's your, your life won't be different. COVID that matters. Like the, the fact that schools are closed and I can't go to the yeah, freaking gym. Like that matters. That, so that's why it's the most dominant issue, unfortunately. Yeah, but it, it's the most dominant. The guy who's making it the dominant issue is the one who wants to shut down the country again. Well, that's, the, that's that what they're glossing over. Well, that's he's what he's never to... answered is like, okay, so we get it. You, you're unhappy that this amount of people have died from, from quote unquote, from COVID in America, which is a lie. Uh, but what would you have done differently and explain exactly how that would save lives? Because you, well, I mean, he won't come out and say he wants a mask mandate. He won't say that. There's a great commercial that Trump's come up with where they show the difference. And Trump's like, we got to open it up. We got to get back. Kids have to be in school. We got to get our lives back. And Biden says, shut it down. We got to shut it down. Nobody wants to shut it down except, you know, bureaucrats, teachers unions who don't want to work, who want to remain on the dole. For the most part, people want their kids in school. They understand now that the kids are at no risk. By the way, new CDC numbers just came out. The risk is even lower than we thought. It's incredible. There is no risk for kids going to school. There is no risk to teachers who aren't old or obese. There is no risk. It's all politics and it's all uh, people trying to avoid going to work. If you're a bureaucrat, you know, if you're in uh, working for the city, the state, the feds, I mean, you don't want the vacation, they, your vacation to ever end. So you're going to pretend it's dangerous. You know, it's not. So Trump's with the majority on this. And somehow, you know, with the help of the corrupt media, Biden and Harris have made it seem like they have the answers. And we know they don't. If you're paying attention, most of their proposals are, already, are things Trump has already done. Yeah. And there are other, including the things that were a mistake, like shutting well, down the economy. What else? Can, but what else can you do? Like their big thing when you ask them, like, so what would you do differently? Because they won't say if they would do a, a lockdown. They won't say if they do mask mandates. 
and if they're not willing to do that, then what exactly are you doing differently? It seems like the only thing they ever say when they're asked about that is, well, we need to get more PPE and we need more testing and tracing. First of all, I don't want more testing. It's kind of Orwellian, this idea that like Justin Turner is tested in the middle of a baseball game, like, like crazy things like if you go to a different state now, like if you come, if you fly in here and you get a hotel in Salem, Massachusetts, right? Because of obviously the holiday, they don't want you doing that. The hotels in Salem are required. Like you have to show them a negative COVID test or else you can't, or else you have to stay in your freaking hotel room and you can't leave. Like, that's crazy. I don't want more tracing. Well, yeah. Uh, you saw, we've talked about the orders in, um, in most uh, blue states where you, uh, the governors are telling you you can't have you know three different families of uh, Thanksgiving. They can't spend oh, more than two hours. You can't sing. Did you know that it ruined my? Thanksgiving. I heard no singing. Um, Gavin Newsom is telling people they have to write down the names and addresses of everyone who comes over at Thanksgiving. So someone yeah. comes over. Oh here, yeah, I'll get right on that, Gavin you, Newsom. Uh, I mean, it is. You, you're right. It is Orwellian. It is. Uh, it, it is frightening. And there are this people out there. There are people out there who are very concerned about the virus, who don't, you know, who are afraid we're all going to die. That will vote for. Uh, I guess he's not up for re-election uh, now. Cuomo, Baker, uh, and you know, Whitmer. These people, they'll vote for them. They'll support them, and they'll vote against Trump. I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll vote for the people responsible for the deaths. They don't see it that way. They see it as she saved hundreds of lives. That's the way they see Governor Kerry. They're wrong. I mean, obviously they're they're stupid and they don't pay attention. They don't read. But stupid people get the vote, Jerry. It's problematic. There are people, and I realize they're they're Democrats, so they're not that bright. But there are people who will vote for Cuomo and not Trump because of the virus. You know, because of the virus. Because of Democrats who vote for Baker, who has led, who has destroyed the state of Massachusetts, absolutely destroyed it. And not Trump. They'll vote for the guy who wants to shut it down. Who's who? You know who in New York and New, who put coronavirus patients in nursing homes? Who've ruined businesses? Who've ruined restaurants? Who've ruined gyms? They'll vote for that guy. But the guy who says we have to get our lives back, they hate him. I mean, they're yeah. they're. It, it's it's just, all the media. The media has just convinced you that like they tell you that like, Governor Whitmer is saving lives. That's what Governor Cuomo is saving lives. They don't talk about anything else. I mean, it helps when your brother works for the network, right? I mean, then they have a tickle fight every time he comes on there. The media never calls him out on any of this stuff. They're complicit in this and the social media tech gods too, that they, they kill any other dissenting. They like, maybe there's another way around us. We'll get to those tech guys, but I want to make my point, and you're younger than me, so I'm sure. Barely. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. There is, by any definition, there is no disputing, no dis- There, This is a story. I mean, you could say, uh, you know, Biden was, I don't know, you know, he was just running a business, just trying to make a living, just trying to help his wayward son. I mean, I don't know. You could excuse it somehow, some way, but you cannot say it's not a story. So everybody in the Boston Globe newsroom right now who's, who's listening to us, you're liars. You're liars. You're frauds. You're not journalists. You're, 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 you're advocates. You know, you're activists. I, uh, did I you see that. the story you I did on the Globe yesterday? Did you see the story I did no, yesterday I in the Globe? To, I want to I get to your Globe, your globe story. But uh, in general, New York Times, Washington Post, you're not journalists. Journalism is dead. This is a huge, huge story by any definition. And we could all agree if it was on the other foot, if it was Trump taking money from China and Trump's son 
who was uh, leading this whole effort. And by the way, do, having you know ha have naked fourteen-year-old girls on his computer, the New York Times might find the space to cover it. By the way, the New York Times yesterday did a story on asking the question: Can you tell Democrats and Republicans apart by the groceries they buy? Cool Whip is that a Democrat product or a Republican product? That's what the New York Times did yesterday. Happy Republican. No mention, product. no mention of Tony Bublinski. None. He likes it's Cool Whip though. He looks. He looks like he likes Cool Whip. Hey, what's with his voice? Well, you got the, you got the Wall, is that you got the Wall Street Journal editorial board on your team. No, they wrote an editorial about it. Well, and their, their news pages don't. The news pages are you won't know about it because I mean I'm not saying they're being censored per se, but nobody's like talking about it on Twitter about the Wall Street Journal's editorial. Where, where is where is Bubalinski from? Where where what is that accent? I, uh, good luck. It, it, good luck trying to find his bio. Oh. I've been trying to find his bio. My wife and I were watching trying to decide how old he was. There's no Wikipedia yet. There will be, but guess how old he is. What I would, would guess you... 43. What would you guess, Cullinane? Uh, he lo yeah, that's a good guess. I'd say he's uh, he's under 50, so I'd say like 45. Yeah, uh, I guessed 50. He's 48. He's 48. Yeah. Um, oh, like so 40. so Joel, I mean, he sounds Not like he's from like the Dakotas or something. We went. He you know went to the naval. Uh, I believe he went to the naval academy, didn't he? Or did he just become an officer? I don't know, but you can't get oh, much. He's in he's in great shape, though, just looking at him. But, but here's, I mean, right now, the, I thought they would try to destroy him, discredit him, but they can't do it without mentioning the story, without doing the story. So they've gone, you know, DEFCON 5, man. They're going to just completely black it out. No mention. Let's ignore it. Let's pretend it didn't happen. That's the most dishonest thing I've ever seen the mainstream media do. And they have to keep it up for five more days. Maybe next Wednesday, next Thursday, we'll hear the whole, you know, this is a uh, Boblinski story and, and we'll hear all about, you know, Hunter doing coke off a 14-year-old girl's ass next Wednesday. But they have to hold the line. They have to carry their pathetic candidate. Wait, 14? Forward. Did you say wait, he's, he's accused of doing with an underage? Yeah, haven't you? You, you haven't paid attention? What are you, what are you reading the globe? I thought they were strippers. These are, are underage girls. Times now, no. There's I don't read any. I mean, I was blocked on Twitter. I couldn't read it. I did not it's know that. Unbelievable. There's 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 text messages where family members are sending Joe and Jim Biden. You know their concerns that he has this unhealthy relationship with a 14 year old girl. I thought and he was no, into strippers. He's into any frig. He did do a snake if he could hold it still. The guy's a total degenerate, and he's Jesus making Christ. and he's making and he's by the way. He's representing the corrupt uh, CEO of this Chinese company, uh, which is directly tied to the Chinese Communist Party. That he he got busted by the Southern District in New York for paying bribes. This Chinese guy, his lawyer, Hunter Biden. <laughs> Hunter Biden made a million dollars representing this corrupt uh, executive of the Chinese company. In New York, the guy's doing time. I believe he's doing three years now. His lawyer was Hunter Biden. <laughs> Can you imagine if that were Donald Trump Jr.? It would be the biggest scam. They have to make things up, make up Russian hoaxes and Ukrainian hoaxes and, and all this. This is real. This happened. Biden took money from the Chinese and the blackout, the... the, the uh, you know, the whole uh, the whole media is pretending it didn't happen. It's not a, a story. It's incredible. It's kind of funny how both Canada, like both Kamala and Joe, they're both hiding their families because Kamala's family doesn't even like her. Her dad hates her, 
And uh, Joe's son is obviously a complete reject. Have you ever seen this before? A presidential election where like a major candidate, the family is just hidden. Well, somebody chased down Jim Biden yesterday. You could find that, uh, Cullinane. Somebody chased him down, which was good to see. And they yelled a question. He said, you get out of me. You leave me alone. Tucker did a wonderful job of summing up what losers the Bidens are. They got nothing. They create nothing. They do nothing. They cannot make a buck on their own. They can only make a buck selling access to Joe. And Joe knows it. And Joe, not only did Joe know all about it, uh, not only did he lie when he said he didn't know Hunter's business, he was directly involved. There's proof that he was directly involved. So he lied about even knowing about the business. And maybe someday the media, after he gets elected, the media will ask how he's managed on a government salary to have like four or five mansions. I mean, he lives in a $3 million mansion right now in, in, in Wilmington. Well, and the media did that for him. They said, oh, he bought it in 1979 for 140 grand. It was a fixer-upper. Don't you like that when you buy a, a 7,000-foot no. fixer-upper? That was his last house. He, was a, he had a 10,000 foot uh, square foot house. He bought it for 150 grand. He sold it for a million two to an executive of the credit card company he was supposed to be uh, regulating. I mean, he is completely, totally, unequivocally corrupt. And our friends and neighbors, your friends and neighbors are going to vote for him on Tuesday. It's bizarre. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me again, Dave McDonough. Dave, we got the election just around the corner. So give me a little CNBC-esque, a little Rick Santelli, some would say. Uh, give me a little market update. That's a tall task, Dave, but here's the bottom line. Last week, retail sales double the experts' expectations. This week, housing market booming, unemployment dropping. All good news on the economy, David, but here is the other news. 10 days from now and counting election. Tighten up the ship. Do not chase growth, look for value, look for dividend-producing investments, and look long-term. Valuable information. You can get information just like that sent directly to your inbox. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Sign up for the captain's blog there. Comes in video and in newsletter form. Dave, you give all the good information just like that each and every week. We try to keep it current, Dave. All right, that's it. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FANRASIPC. Someday we'll look back and not only the utter corruption of the mainstream media and how they didn't do their job and how they were part of the Biden campaign, but big tech, I need you to explain something because you're my expert on big tech bullies, on the big tech censorship right now. Why are they so brazen? Why? I mean, you could do... Again, I say this all the time. If you're Jack Dorsey or Mark Zuckerberg, you could censor Turtle Boy. You could censor Jerry Callahan, and no one would care. We're not, but they censor the New York Post, and it gets and they and it's and they lie about it. We'll get to that. But the whole world sees it. The old, whole world knows they're picking sides. The whole world yeah, knows. And half the world applauds it. And half the world applauds it, including. Our Senator Ed Markey, he yesterday in the hearing, he called for more censorship. They want more censorship. And that's my big pitch to even turtle riders who are liberal. Like, think, like, keep in mind, you, you go to vote. Okay, you don't like Donald Trump. I get it. He's not everybody's cup of tea. The other side literally wants to defund the police, thinks that men are not men. They, they could be women. is all interchangeable. And they don't believe in free speech. That's the biggest thing. They literally want, they think that 
are the tech gods are not censorious enough that they need to uh, quiet more people. And if you don't see the danger in that, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, the, like they're going to come for me. They're, then they're going to come for you. This is the world you want to live in. This is because this is Joe Biden's America. It's it's part of the same story. Uh, the, the 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 media is dead. This would be a story. Uh, there are some guys I used to hate, and now I like because of the free speech issue. And I'm talking about Matt Taibbi, big liberal, big liberal. But he's been great. He just wrote a piece for the New York Post, probably the only place that would publish him. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, former liberal, I guess still a liberal. The best question after yesterday's hearing, uh, yesterday's hearing where Jack Dorsey looked into the camera on his you know, Zoom call, Jack Dorsey, who has you know a beard down to his knees, all looks all like he needs a shower, a 43-year-old man with a nose ring. That's the most powerful man in America, and most powerful yeah. man in the world. I mean, you see that, and you're like, yeah, like you just see that, like that's how little he thinks of Congress. That, like that's how, how much of a joke he thinks this is. Like I'm not even gonna bother trying to look respectable speaking in front of the United States Senate. I'm gonna wear a freaking nose ring and this ridiculous beard, and I'm gonna testify in front of the most allegedly the most important body in the country. That's how spiteful and above the Senate. And you ask like how. Why do they do this so brazenly? It's simple, Jerry. Because why not? Why wouldn't they? What's the right. consequence? And 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 I love I love Josh Hawley because he yeah. not only is spearheading this effort, but he's calling out his colleagues and saying it's time for action. They've been talking about this, as you know, for years. We're not going to stand for it any longer. And they have hearings. <clears throat> and they have hearings. And and Mike Lee asks a lot of great questions, and then he turns around and cashes a check, you know, from Facebook or from from Google. They're hypocrites until they actually do something, until they repeal this Section 230, which is a good first step. Um, we'll, we're all going to have to agree that they're, that they're all talk. But but if you haven't seen it yet, Dorsey with his long – he looks so dour, too. He's, he's worth $9 billion and he Tully, looks – we got to get a picture. we got to get a picture. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, you have to you want to play the Ted Cruz and uh, okay, okay, yeah. Ted Cruz, God bless him. Ted Cruz is a great American. Goes right at Dorsey. He wanted nothing to do with a nice, friendly uh, conversation. He wanted to attack, and it was what was desperately needed in this situation. Good for Ted Cruz. Outcomes to influence and change election results. But today, I want to focus my questioning on Mr. Dorsey, and on Twitter. Because of the three players before us, I think Twitter's conduct has by far been the most egregious. Mr. Dorsey, does Twitter have the ability to influence elections? No. You don't believe Twitter has any ability to influence elections? No, we are one part of a spectrum of communication channels that people have. So you're testifying to this committee right now that, that, that Twitter, when it silences people, when it censors people, when it blocks political speech, that has no impact on elections? People, people have choice of other communication channels. with which not, if, not if they don't hear information. If you don't think you have the power to influence elections, why do you block anything? Uh, well, we have policies that are focused on making sure that more voices on the platform are possible. We see a lot of abuse and harassment, which ends up silencing people and having them leave from the platform. All right, Mr. Dorsey. I, I mean, just uh, the way uh, he I mean, can we get to the, the way, that was the 
that was like a suit jacket, Turtle Boy. I don't know what the hell you're talking about right. over there. That was just like the whole look. I mean, he looks like Rutherford B. Hayes. Like, what? What is this? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, what's, the, what's the cough drop? The uh, brothers, the, the 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 you know the cough drop with the three bearded brothers. He looks like ZZ Top. I mean, you're right. He doesn't have enough respect for Congress for the Senate. To, to take a bath, take a shower. I, I mean, mean, Google uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. That's, it's him with a nose ring. Okay, we Literally. got you. Rutherford B. Hayes. Could you yeah. please find the part where Cruz yells at him and says, who do you think you are? That was the takeaway. That was the best part. But here's the conclusion yeah, you come to. Uh, Dan Crenshaw said this. Dan Crenshaw, the congressman, the great congressman, tweeted this out. He said, now we know. There are no liberals. There are no liberals left. Liberals used to be civil libertarians. Liberals used to be defenders of free speech. They don't exist. Our liberal senator, one of the most liberals, allegedly, quote-unquote liberals in the, in, the, in the Senate, Ed Markey, said, we need more censorship. Uh, there was The silence was deafening from the liberals at the New York Times and the and CNNs and all. They don't care that big tech is censoring speech. Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald are, have become kind of go-to uh, uh, voices here. They're the best. Because they're old school liberals. They're, they're liberals who are fighting for free speech. And Taibbi... Like they're supporters. Yeah, like they're, they're big into like the WikiLeaks stuff, like complete right. free speech guys, but radical leftists. And, 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 and also, well, Greenwald was pointing this out, that, you, um, that the Twitter policy of having no hacked material means that you couldn't have any of the great journalism, award-winning journalism of the last you know 50 years. You couldn't have the Pentagon Papers. You couldn't have WikiLeaks. You couldn't have the Edward Snowden story, which won Greenwald, the Pulitzer, I believe. That couldn't happen under Twitter's policy. So Twitter is at war with free speech, at war with real journalism. Now, um, um, Taibbi points out that the ACLU, and you're always defending the ACLU because you know they had your back. They yeah, don't. Their ACLU is an, a, a far left, oh, of course, uh, political organization, a, a Marxist political organization. They defended Nazis who wanted to march in Skokie, Illinois. Taibbi points out that couldn't happen today. That wouldn't be allowed. You know what? We're the point we are at today. It, it is frightening. Yesterday. The Girl Scouts of America sent out a benign tweet, just a you know, congratulations. We have another female, another woman on the Supreme Court, and they, and they literally they included all, all the women. They included Sarah. Uh, they included Sandra Day O'Connor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, those two uh, beautiful women that were named by uh, Obama, Kagan, and uh, Sotomayor, and the lovely Amy Coney Barrett. Look at that! Is that not harmless? Congratulations, Amy Coney Barrett, on becoming the fifth woman appointed to the Supreme Court. That's it. That's all they did. The mob came after the Girl Scouts. And what did the Girl Scouts do? What is what do people, what does everyone do these days? They cowered, they buckled, they gave in to the mob and they deleted that tweet. That yeah. is might seem like no big deal. That is a big deal. That is America today. Girl Scouts congratulating Amy Coney Barrett, and they have to take it down. Because the left-wing mob, you know, the Media Matters mob came at them and with a vengeance in the Twitter mob. And what did the, the Girl Scouts just surrendered? So we don't need this. this it's just like three of those five women are radical leftists, too. Right. You know, like well, you're I celebrating know. women in general. Like, what do you kidding? put the what do you put the percentage on uh, Jack Nicholas deleting his tweet? What do you put the percentage there? 
I, I don't know. Next, the next on my list, this is uh, uh, and and Darren Ravel, <laughs> that that uh, troll, tweeted that this is the the most divisive thing Jack Nicholas has ever done. Jack Nicholas is eighty. You know what he did? You know what the what? most divisive thing he's ever done? Um, he came out uh, in favor of gender reassignment surgery for eight-year-olds. Yep. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Good for him. Yeah. Did he really do that, Jack Nicholas? He came out for uh, getting rid of the Electoral College and uh, packing the Supreme Court. Yeah, he did. Jack Nicholas, believe it or not. I think you're messing with me. I'm messing with you, Jack okay. Nicholas. Are ready for this? I realize, you know, he's right. he feels like he's got nothing to lose. Get ready. He voted for the president of the United States. Oh, no. I'm not kidding. So, you know, all those, he's like got a like billion dollars worth of endorsements, clothes and clubs and shoes and everything else. Forget it. Those are all canceled. He yeah. voted. He vo Not only did he vote for the president, he admitted it publicly. Yes, I voted for the president. Yeah, he doesn't. He, I know this is crazy. Jack Nicholas doesn't want higher taxes. He doesn't want more regulation. He doesn't want to get rid of oil and 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 and, and fracking. He doesn't want. No, to no. End he just likes the proud boys, Jerry. The poor boys. Get out of the Middle East. Nope. That's it's just about the poor boys. That's the only reason you could ever uh -huh. vote for Donald Trump is you like the poor boys. You know. There he is. There he is. Get out and vote. He wants people to get out and vote. He admitted he voted for the president. Uh, you know who else did yesterday? Another famous athlete. This is the first time he ever voted. Who? David Wells. <laughs> Boomer Wells. First time he, I learned, he, he seems like a Trump guy. He voted for Trump. He said, Good. get up there. He said, that's all he did was say I voted for Trump. So he probably doesn't have as much to lose. But all right. this is the Who? state. It's my first time voting. Voted for Mr. Donald J. Trump. Four more years, baby. Four more years. Four more years. Was John Rocker unavailable for comment? Like, why did listen <laughs> Worse than voting for Trump, he took his mask off when he announced that he voted for Trump. <laughs> is Jack Nick Jack Nicholas is probably the best name Trump has ever got to publicly endorse him. Don't you agree? Don't you like who else is? I, we're talking like Dean Kane and Kid Rock. Fifty Cent. Uh yeah, well fifty. Yeah, 50 yeah. Cent. and uh, and and Little Pump. Little pump, oh, little two pumps okay. or one pump? Okay, little pump. Okay, little just, pump, like, yeah. I mean, it's a terrible rap name. I mean, that sounds like poorly it. endowed. It's a little uh, pump. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah a little Not pump. A big uh, pump. No big pump required. Just a little one will do. We had an appearance. Yeah, he had an appearance in Michigan. Trump the other day, and Ted Nugent played the national anthem on the guitar. It sounded like Jimi Hendrix at, at Woodstock. But it was pretty cool. Can we talk about what Dorsey said? I took wrote a couple things down. Really, yeah, I did too. I got well, the Dorsey and Zuckerberg. If you missed it, they oh, uh, forget Zuckerberg. Dorsey is so arrogant and so defiant. He doesn't care. He literally, Turtle Boy. I'll let you uh, read your list. He looked in the camera and lied under oath. Under oath, he said the New York Post account is no longer locked. It is. It was. He lied. Everyone knew well, it. He said that they can, as long as they delete the tweet, they can then retweet the same thing they deleted, and it will be okay. Well, they like they want to force the New York Post to just shame themselves and delete this one. They can tweet the same freaking thing out. The link can go out now. And they're like, well, first you must pay your penance to us when they could probably just press a button and do it themselves, of course. But of course. They want to make you they want to make you do the walk of shame. That's what they want to do. Remind you who's in charge here. We're in charge. We get to control the speech. You listen that's to us. Like, and that's it's why like, 
So, like uh, Captain Phillips, I'm the captain yeah, now. I'm that's the, that's Jack Dorsey. And people and, are all like, you know, like we both play that Ted Cruz tape and the Josh Holly tape, but that's good. I'm with them all. You think he gives a shit? No, this is all just political theater. I'm like, oh no, I might get called to Washington and Josh Holly might yell at me again. Oh my God, I better get my act together. No, because he's got these douchebags like Mike Braun and Richard Burr and all these other corrupt Republicans in his pocket. And obviously the Democrats are in his pocket. So he doesn't have shit to worry about. Like the best part, the biggest lie Dorsey said was when they asked him about when he said that they have no ability to influence elections. Literally the, the, the last four years of the witch hunt with Trump have centered around the idea that the, the Russians are using social media to influence the elections and that we have to like stop misinformation because it could screw up the elections. That's literally their entire business model of censorship revolves around the election. They'll, they'll the first one to tell you that I honestly think he's so high and so out of it. Like that guy's on a lot of drugs. Jack, Jack Dorsey's on a lot of drugs <laughs> and you're watching him and you're like, this guy is just so out of it. His mind is so like fried eggs that he doesn't, uh, as far as he's concerned. No, I don't think we have the ability. Senator, <laughs> we don't do that. I mean, they, they asked Zuckerberg about one of the, um, people in charge of the censorship department, you know, whatever it's called is uh, a former Biden uh, campaign aide. And they're all like that. The Kamala Harris, uh, Feinstein, they all have former employees who are now at Facebook and Twitter. That's who controls social media. The social media companies is Democrat activists, hardcore left-wing activists. It's a fact. And Zuckerberg says, I know nothing about that. I mean, he lied under oath too, to be honest with you. He doesn't know. Um, he doesn't even know. Like the, he tweeted out when the New York Post thing first happened, he tweeted out, Oh yeah, we should totally like not do this. This is like, <laughs> I don't like this at all. It's like, dude, it's your company. That, that Indian woman from the Rogan podcast, she's the one running it, obviously. Right. Whatever her name is, Vijay J, I think her name is. I don't know. Uh, but she's clearly the call in the shots there. And Jack's just like along for the ride because he's one of the first investors. They're just kind of stuck with him. He's like, yeah, I'll totally get to that right after I like take this bone ride to like Malaysia and sit with some monks for a week. And then I'll come back. I don't know. Right? He's, he gave what, $100 million to Colin Kaepernick? So, oh, $10 million to Colin Kaepernick? I mean, he just he's just like, yeah, I'm like totally anti racist. So, like, Dr. Right. Kendi, you wear like a suit jacket and you don't wear a tie with it. That's a really cool look. So, like, here's $10 million. I, I like these hearings because they do give you a look at who is controlling the world. Controlling the world, a guy who, you know who looks like a homeless man with a nose ring, a guy, and none of them look like they they ever got laid until they made their first billion. I mean, these are generally losers and loners and nobodies who, uh, you know, like he looks. Jack Dorsey looks like he's been laid. He looks like the kind of guy that like has sex in the mud. Like that, that kind of guy that just, you know, multi orgies, stuff like that. Mark Zuckerberg looks like the kind of guy that's never gotten laid. So one of the tech gods is run by, you know, this weird freaking hippie dude like who looks Amish or something. And then the other one is read by, led by the biggest nerd in America. And they're the ones that get to control what we talk about. This is insane. And they're, and they're hardcore liberals and they know they could do all the censoring they want. They could you know, lock down accounts, suspend accounts. They could take the account away from the press secretary of the president. They could flag the president's own tweets and 50% of the country and all the mainstream media will not say a word. That's the scariest part. We bitch a lot about media bias, but the fact that they sit by while 
big tech censors people, censors the news, and nobody says a word in the mainstream media because they're on the same team. There are no liberals left. That's the bottom line. Liberalism and journalism have died, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing. Get rid of, you know, get it out in the open. Let's see it all out in the open. All right, we have to get to Philadelphia because, you know, America's on fire again. Uh, BLM and Antifa are doing their best to get Trump reelected. I got to give them credit. Their timing is impeccable, and they're they're helping in in a in a very important uh, swing state. And I appreciate that. But we'll get to Philadelphia, and we'll get to uh, the update on Brady versus Belichick. That's that's not uh, that's not exactly close. That's not exactly nip and tuck these days. But first, I'll tell you about Shake Concrete. You know all about Shake Concrete. If you've been listening to me. You know this. Homeowners and home builders, did you know that Shake Concrete and my brother-in-law, Greg, have a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shake has great values with designs for every home. They're available in concrete. You can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up new front steps within hours. It's really not something you have to buy. It's an investment. That's what it is. It improves the value and the look of your home. And you can do it. You got to do nothing. All you got to do is pick out your favorite steps. They'll do the rest. Take away all those crappy old steps. Put in the new steps. You can sit in the window and watch. Uh, this is a good time to do it before winter, before it gets too cold. They can get this done. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com or just give them a call. Give them a call and ask for a hat with your steps. All right. All right. Let's get to Philadelphia and New York, by the way, in Washington, D.C. It's spreading the Trump campaign. You know, someday I'm going to read, we're going to read about someone, you know, infiltrating, infiltrating these, um, these rioters, the peaceful looters, uh, because it is amazing that I, I've said this for months, six, eight months, whatever it's been. We can't universally condemn looting. It's remarkable. You have people who don't give a damn about Walter Wallace. I mean, they don't care about George Floyd or Jacob Blake or anything. They just want free stuff. They want a TV. They want a washing machine. They want new Nikes. And they say, hey, the cops are under orders from these moonbat mayors and governors to do nothing. Let's go grab us some stuff. And they do it. They break into T-Mobile and they steal everything they can steal. No consequences. Um, does anyone really think it has anything to do with racial justice? Of course it doesn't. Uh, it's just bizarre. Uh, Yesterday, a memo leaked from Philadelphia that the order came down from the police chief not to arrest them. Help me out with this, Turtle Boy. You're a good, you're a man of the streets. You know lots I of cops. Am. You're a cynic. Why would you tell the cops not to arrest rioters and looters? I think we all know the answer to that, Jerry. That it could lead to violence, right? Like they they because oh. they're gonna resist. They're gonna resist and they're gonna get on film. And who 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 did that order? The chief put that order uh, or the mayor? It was the police chief. I tweeted it out. I'll get the exact uh the exact order, the exact leak. Um, but I mean, we know it happens in every night in Portland. I mean, in Portland, literally every night they riot, and they unless they face federal charges, they get right out the next minute because the mayor and the police chief and the radicals on the city council don't – they're on the same team. They're on the same side. They don't care about 
you know, unrest. They don't care about violence and looting. They don't care about hardworking store owners, store managers. They don't care about the neighborhood. It's about, you know, Black Lives Matter, BLM. It's about the movement. Um, it's disgusting. And it's a winning issue for Trump. Yesterday, uh, Biden could not condemn uh, the violence. All he did was talk about Walter Wallace and how. Okay. Or Walter Wallace. Turning uh, his life around. I mean, right. besides the five billion arrests that guy's had for serious violent crimes, many of which they always have crimes against women, by the way, and nobody seems to care. Nobody ever talks about the victims that they've left behind. And of course, he's a an aspiring rapper. Always, always my favorite. That's always, you know, when your son wants to become a rapper and he's 27 years old, that he's got life by the balls. Let me tell you that right now. He's got a plan. Right. And, and he's, you know, his kids are going to grow up without a father, which is too bad because who's going to beat up their mother if his father <laughs> I mean, they were already gonna, I mean, let's be honest. Who's going to do uh, fill that role and beat up their mother and hold a gun to her? Uh, I love that they always show the picture of like the the one picture they find of the dad, like with the kids when he showed up at Chuck E. Cheese that one time, or like in the DCF visitors room. Like they always show that picture. They don't show the pictures from him in the rap video. How he wanted to really be remembered was in these rap videos. Like that's shooting people, you know, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, you got bang. And like, what do you? People are like, well, they why didn't the social worker show up? Or why didn't you think what kind of social worker would ever sign up for that job? I'd be like, if I was a social worker, like, I'm not showing up with this dude. I'm not getting stabbed. Are you crazy? Biden, obviously, Bernie came out and said these calls the cop. Bernie called the cops murderers yesterday. Bernie Sanders in his tweet called the cops oh. murderers. Oh. Um I you hear a lot of complaining saying he was mentally ill. Uh, first of all, uh, what does that matter? Second, his mother was there pleading with the cops. Again, how does that matter? Either, either he's a threat to the police or to everybody around him, a violent threat, or he's not. You can't sit there and do an evaluation of his mental state. You're a cop. You're supposed to neutralize the threat, and that's what they did. And here's what you get. Here's what you get. People who complain, again, like Bernie, like like Biden, like Kamala Harris, and many in the mainstream media, without answering the simple question, you don't think the cops should have shot him? Well, understand. What should they have done? What should they have done? Uh, the tickle, uh, taser, I think, is what they're going for. That That's the narrative. They even have tasers. Yeah, well, that's what they'll. So now they can have something to blame. Like, why didn't they have tasers? Institutional. They should have. Had First of all, the cops with uh, Jacob Blake had tasers. They tased his ass a bunch of times. It doesn't always work. They're not like magical. Like that right. guy, I highly doubt a taser would have done that much on. Like there was nothing to stop him. The, the kind of person that's willing to like run at the police with a knife. You got to be freaking insane and ratchet as hell to do that. And I'm sick of hearing about all oh, yeah, mental health issues. Like that matters to the cops. Somebody's coming at you with a knife. It doesn't matter if they have mental health issues. You shoot them, period. And, and, and I said this, we did this with Jacob Blake. We had the cop on, an, an expert who said they followed procedure. It didn't matter. They did $2 billion worth of damage. People died. David Dorn died. You know, innocent people's lives were destroyed. And no one ever explained, like, did the cops break the law? Did they do? Did they not follow procedure? There's a reason the cops aren't facing any charges. There's a reason they're not fired from their jobs because they did their jobs. These cops were facing a threat, uh, a, a guy with a deadly weapon, a guy with a history of violence a mile long. I mean, normally he beats up women, 
these were, I believe these were both men. So this was a little different. Normally he attacks and hurts women. His mother took out a restraining order because she was afraid of him. The same mother who was begging the cops or yelling at the cops after they shot him. Uh, he has seven children. I'm going to say they're going to grow up without a father. They'll probably be better off. This guy was into beating up women. And and the cops have been called to the house 30 times this year, including three times, I believe, on the day of the on the day of the shooting. Here's Bernie Sanders. And again, he's a he's gonna be in the Oval Office every day. He'll be there like, you know, like Al Sharpton was in the Oval Office during the Obama years. He'll have major influence. He writes, Walter Wallace should be alive today. The police responsible for murdering him in front of his mother instead of getting him the medical attention he needed should be arrested, investigated, and prosecuted by the Justice Department. Okay, I'll give you this much, Bernie, you commie scum. They should be, one of those things is right, investigated. And they will be. And they will be exonerated because they followed procedure. Every expert I've seen, every expert I've read say, a guy that close to you with a knife is a threat to you and others, and you use deadly force. They did what they were uh, supposed to do. And this asshole says that they should be prosecuted, arrested for murder. Does he say what they should have done? Let me see. Uh, no, he doesn't. It's so no. easy to second guess. In the heat of the moment, this guy was a threat, and they did their job. But here's the point, Turtle Boy. <clears throat> It doesn't matter. They could have, I mean, he could have been completely innocent, begging for his life like Daniel Shaver, and they could have put a bullet between his eyes. Then they would be prosecuted and probably convicted, right? How does yeah, that excuse, how does that excuse destroying a dollar store? How does that excuse stealing a washing machine from Walmart? Why are the two even connected? I mean, of course they're not. They're just, they, by now it's just a tradition that this is just how it goes. Black guy gets killed by cops, free shit time. People know that. And then they know that the Democratic run cities ain't going to do anything about it. They're just going to kind of let you have space to destroy, as Marilyn Mosby once said in Baltimore. And you can pretty much do whatever you want. It's a free lunch. Why wouldn't you do it? And after the first night, when 30 cops were injured, including a female cop who was run down by a pickup truck, the governor, Wolf, um, said it was a peaceful protest. It's just like our governor in Massachusetts, the coward Charlie Baker, who thanked the protesters for coming and trashing stores uh, back during uh, during George Floyd. I mean, these governors and mayors are just such cowards and panderers, thanking them and, and calling them peaceful protesters instead of saying, arrest these, these lawless thugs. I mean, honestly, do they care about store owners? Do they care about law-abiding citizens who live in that neighborhood? The answer, obviously, is no. They care about the criminals. A few days ago, the city council in Philadelphia voted to eliminate tear gas, pepper spray, and rubber bullets. So there will be no tear gas, pepper spray, and rubber bullets to control these mobs. They can have their, have their way. They could do it on camera. There are no, no repercussions can't they just know that the media and the mayors and the politicians will conflate the two and say i understand why they're angry you know the cops didn't have to kill him so i understand why they took a, a you know a 72 inch flat screen they're set they're hurt they're not they're just using it as an excuse and we allow it 
Uh, Trump brings that big screen with him on the road now to his appearances and shows all the lies Biden's been telling. He should show this. He should show this. This is Biden's America. This is Kamala Harris's America, Bernie Sanders' America. We look the other way while uh, criminals destroy small businesses in minority neighborhoods. How can anyone vote for that? That's my question. How can you vote for that? I, I mean, I ask people this all the time. I'm like, I just don't understand how I can get all, I get all the crazies, like people that like Elizabeth Warren. I can understand how they're into that sort of thing. What I don't understand is just like regular people that like, you know, they're normal people that I right. see around town and stuff like that. How can you support this lawlessness and this suppression of speech and this just insanity? They've shown you over the last four years that they've gone completely insane. Like everybody over the age of 40 like any with like a brain or like 30 really should vote for Donald Trump because the, the, the other party is just, a, it's childish. Like the things that they want, like uh, absolutely. No, and no, right. Defund the police. We didn't, obviously that we didn't spend any time in the debates on that at all. We were busy talking about climate change. Uh, it's a, cause it's a winning issue for Trump. So the media is avoiding it as much as possible. They want to defund the police. You know, they want to allow this lawlessness to go on and nobody gets arrested. Nobody pays a price. That's that's their position. It's madness. And Trump should spend more time talking about it. I know he does. He did yesterday. Talked about law enforcement. But that's what you're voting for. If you're voting for Biden, you're voting for BLM. You're voting for Antifa. You're voting for the media for- does its job. They they know that that's not a winning issue. They know that Black Lives Matter is no longer as popular as it was in June. So all what do they do? They just talk about coronavirus, Jerry. That's the entire playbook is coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And it's even working. that, I, I don't understand how that's become a winning issue for Biden. Biden. Well, just because you, it's it shouldn't be a winning issue for Biden. But the fact of the matter is, Donald Trump is the president, and X amount of people have allegedly died of this, and that's the only number. Like when when a team loses. Right. And it's not really the manager's fault, but they, you know, they have an epic collapse. Like you sometimes managers get fired and, and coaches get fired, even though it's not their fault. The team sucks, but they just, people want to change. That's it. That's all. That's what they're going for. They're just like, well, coronavirus, it sucks. Your kids don't get to go to school. So must be the guy, this guy's in charge. Might as well try something new. That's their whole pitch. But have you seen Biden? I mean, obviously these appearances he's making now are embarrassing. He had the one the other day with 38 people that had to stay within their circles. Same time, same time Trump had 30,000 people. He had 38 people and they all stayed in their little circles. And he goes out on stage like he looks like he needs a walker. He could barely make it to the podium. And it's all gloom and doom. It's the dark winter ahead and the worst is yet to come. It just seems to me that most people don't usually vote for such such gloom and, and darkness and, and, and negativity and pessimism. That's what you're voting for. If you're voting for Biden, you're voting for a, you know, the economy is going to be worse. International, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, the endless wars will stay in these endless wars. And, and you're voting for just the most uh, bleak uh, outlook you can get from a candidate. That's what you get from Biden. And I understand people hate Trump, but I can't imagine people like Biden's, you know, vision for America. But uh, all right, we'll get to, we'll we'll certainly get into that again next week. The first, you know, Monday, Tuesday, we'll be getting you ready to uh, for the end of the world because that's what's coming. Anyway, um, you had a story which I loved TV daily news about a, um, um, I don't know what you call him, a racist troll. 
Yeah, Steve Schaefer. He's like a free speech troll. He just trolls conservative. He's like a bootleg Borat, kind of. A bootleg Borat. All right, I hope he he's fucking the Infiltrate conservative circles, say absurd, ridiculous things to caricature them, and see if he can get any of them to be like, hell yeah, brother, yeah. Like, that's his whole thing. <laughs> and he holds up. What did he do uh, in his most recent appearance? So, according to the Globe, the Globe has a headline out that uh, racist Trump supporters are showing up in Swamp Scott with this woman Diana Plus, who is a certified nut job. If you ever Google her, uh, and she holds these rallies in Swamp Scott every week because that's Bakerstown, and she hates Baker. And uh, these people show up to kind of troll her and protest her and one of them is steve schaefer and this other guy michael picard and steve schaefer uh, often shows up in like overalls he dresses like you know a typical redneck and so for a recent protest he showed up wearing blackface with a sign that said n-words for trump or something like that it had the n-word on it and he's holding fried chicken and it's but he's the on globe, the black the lives matter and the globe falls for this? Yeah, the globe puts out a headline and a whole story about how Trump supporters in blackface are showing up in Swampscott and they're putting it out there. And the story has its desired effect because in the comments, all these, you know, white women from Melrose, like, oh my God, what supremacy is on the rise? We need to do something about the blackface problem in this country. Oh my God. And of course, it's literally just a troll who's out there and he's a Black Lives Matter activist, by the way. These people are leftists and they're just trying to mess with. Diana and mess with Rayla Campbell. They like harass her and stuff like that. And they're just having a good time. And the media, if they took five seconds out of their day to just do some research, they'd find out who this guy is. That's his sole shtick. He like fooled you. Good job. So you can read you can read about him in the Boston. I mean, nobody reads the Globe. It's not even worth mentioning. But you can't read about uh, Tony Bublinski, but you can read about uh, this troll who is pretending to be a racist trump supporter and i guess you can always count on the globe to fall for this or to uh to to carry on the the ruse the prank um did you see tucker last night it was unbelievable obviously the boblinski story is so incredible biden has been exposed biden is corrupt we all know that now but he the most incredible part of the report was he has documents that he says will uh, uh, <clears throat> will show more corruption on the part of the Bidens, you know, and he's going to do a report on them. And his one of his producers is in New York and FedExed them, although he wouldn't name FedEx, could have been, you know, DHL or UPS, overnighted them in L.A., and someone stole the documents, and they got an empty envelope. And he said the company investigated. It was a very intense report. And the, the documents are gone. And his point is somebody is uh, trying to stop, them, which I like. I love it. It feels kind of cloak and daggerish. And I assume I don't like it. you don't know when it's over if they made copies. Honest to God, I tweeted about it. He never says whether they made copies. Well, I'm going to give you an update because somebody sent me this this morning. It's an actual text exchange between Tucker and a, a viewer. And he says, Tucker, did you make copies or did you take photos? And he says, of course. But the point is someone is reading our texts. So he made copies, of course, thankfully. And this is coming. This is going to be big news again, big news that the media will ignore. 
but someone is reading their texts and following their exchange and someone intercepted this this package so he so he set that up like he set that up so that to see if it would get intercepted because why the fuck does anybody need to ship something across the country like that in today's world like why can't you do something over a cloud like a server on there you know what i mean no and he was only in la for a day and he had to get email uh uh overnighted to him why he couldn't email or you know whatever fax i don't know just which, by the way, it's fine. It's fine to, to run that test and see because it proved out for the guy. So, so there's nothing, but he has the information. I don't know why he then just didn't provide the information. That's Do you think they were setting up this person who stole? Yeah, the- I think they, I think Tucker was probably saying, I, "I think I'm being watched here. Let's try something. I think somebody's monitoring my text. Let's try something right now. Ship those. Ship those from New York to LA. Let's see what happens." Why not? Like, why would you? Well, ever first of all, what I don't like about it is he provided no evidence that this happened. How do we know this happened? I like evidence. Yeah, that's true. Well, he said they got everything. He said they did an investigation. They tracked the big. They track everybody. Well, who, 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 who the the, what evidence did he show that he did that? Uh, what do you? What would you like him to show? Receipts. It's like go on Turtle Boy. It's receipts. I got screenshots of everything. Tucker's just I, like. I think, I think you know he explained it. You want you want him to like hold it up like for the camera? Yeah, I do. I want to see screenshots. Hey, that's I, what I want to do. See. That. I don't I, know why I, I, I'm very skeptical of anybody who claims victim. I just naturally, I don't like that. I don't think it's a good look. Uh, we will see. We will see. It was an interesting little sidelight to the Boblinski story. God knows he's challenging the power that used to be what the media did. They comforted the afflicted and afflicted the comfortable. Now, I thought of this the other day, Terrible. You'll like this. Rolling Stone comes out. Rolling Stone comes out and endorses, you know, Biden, of course. I never says, saw that coming. <laughs> was the Zaniyev's not available? I know. <laughs> Think of the the forces that have aligned behind Biden. You have obviously the swamp. That's the most important one. The swamp. The FBI. You have the intelligence. You have all the career politicians, the career bureaucrats. Hell, the generals. You know the 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 Kellys and Mad and Mad Dog Mattises. They've aligned behind the media. Obviously, one hundred percent of the mainstream media is behind Biden. You have the alternative media. You know, the Rolling Stones of the world, these former uh, rebels, these former you know, uh, contrarians, they're all behind him. You have uh, academia, you have Wall Street, you have Silicon Valley, you have all of big tech. You have everybody lined up behind the challenger. The rebel here, the iconoclast, the anti-establishment candidate is the incumbent. Is the incumbent who, uh, by the way, controls the Senate, which is which is fortunate. But these people, like you know, these typical uh, nose ring rebels, are all behind the establishment. They're all behind the guy who represents the swamp. The flip, the script has been flipped. And if you are anti-establishment, if you are against the swamp, if you are indeed a iconoclast a, a rebel you got to support trump simple as that trump's gonna he- win trump's gonna win stop worrying guys trump i understand the fear this idea like if you think this is anything worse than a coin flip you're crazy trump is gonna win trump because he's gonna win pennsylvania and when you win pennsylvania you win the election like your your odds of winning go like to, even nate silver said this if trump wins pennsylvania the odds of him winning go to like 85 percent. and he well, nate silver's a liberal the good thing is two people are working for him in Pennsylvania, uh, well, two, BLM and Joe Biden. Yep. Joe Biden's saying he's going to ban fracking and ban oil and BLM burning up Philly. Those are both forces 
uh, behind helping uh, Trump. And that's a good thing. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Like liberals, be- you know, like we have like liberal migration, like there's a liberal migration in New Hampshire and Texas and they bring their politics with them. Well, conservatives have to move somewhere, too. And they're moving to states like Pennsylvania and Ohio and Minnesota and stuff like that. So this all balances out like Pennsylvania is getting redder every single election. It is the it is the most important state to win this time. I mean, Donald Trump is going to win it and he's going to win the election. Period. Good. And, and that's Turtle Boy. Turtle Boy studies the numbers. He's one of these wonks. He studies the numbers and the odds. How are the odds, the betting odds right now? Are they close? The betting odds are plus uh, plus 140 for Trump, minus 175 for Biden. So that wouldn't be that big of an upset. Like minus 175 is not that big, but it's obviously like a favorite. Like in, the, in an NFL game, what would that be? Like a three and a half point spread, something like that? Uh, if it was like uh, minus are, 175. Uh, you are like you'll always be a rebel. You always be an iconoclast. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess you are gonna break the law this weekend and go trick or treating. Am I right? Will oh you? yes, of course we are. Tradition like uh, well, it depends on the town. Some towns are allowing it. My town's allowing it. Oh, it is. Um, I'm gonna call three one one on my neighbors if I see any of them trick or treating. I'm gonna call the uh, snitch line and rat them out. What about you, Colin? Are you are you trick or treating, or are you gonna stay? Nope, I'm listening to the directives that, uh, oh, that that the governor is telling me to stick to, and I will be inside with my children, uh, and maybe I'll buy some candy oh, at the store. And we'll no watch offense, I would hate to be together. With, um, we'll I would, if I was your kid, I would just. I'd find new parents. I'd move into oh, my house. That's what I'd do. Oh, I'd be like, I'm out of here. Three and one and a half. Three. So three-year-old is excited, wants to dress up, right? Wants to trick-or-treat, and you won't let uh, her because... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, well, but we would just do it with my family anyway. So and, and by the way, Cully, I need a... So on Tuesday night, I'm going to be doing a live broadcast the entire night. I need a co-host. People are saying they want drunk Cully. They want drunk color. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm I'm open to it. It's it's a good night for drinking. So sure, sure, why not? I'm I'm, I'm I I have told I haven't mentioned this once on the podcast, but I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I think I can make it to the finish line. I did sober October. I have two more days. I will be drinking on election night, especially if you know my guy loses. I didn't think I wasn't so sure, so confident that I could pull it off. I'm not sure I could do it most months. Like I couldn't do it like in the summer. I certainly couldn't do it like over Christmas, but I did it. Well, I almost did it. I'm almost did sober October. I'm, I'm uh, two days away. I think I can make it. Yeah. What do you can think you uh, make- Jerry's favorite wine core is Turtle Boy? What do you think he's going to be drinking on Tuesday night? Schmitz gay? Yeah. I don't know. My life, I've never drank an entire wine cooler in my life. Those one, I can drink anything except I can't drink white wine or wine coolers. I can drink any kind of beer. Oh, Mike's kind- had lemonade. Nah, my, 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 I got those in the fridge. My kids have them, but I know can't do Mike's hard line. It's not hard enough. I've like, that's that's what she said. I've had a white claw, but I got to juice it up a little. I got to spike my white claw. If I'm going to drink a white claw. Yeah, I bet you have a case in the fridge right now. Yeah. My, my wife likes the, so it's not white. Truly, truly. I drink them in the summer. I drink truly's, but I, I spike (laughs) it a little lot. A little vodka, a little okay. make it okay. stronger. Why, what, do you have any Zima in, you have Zima in your house? You have some Zima in your house right now, don't you? I've never drank one of them either, one of those either. A Zima? Okay. Is it, oh, yeah, what yeah, you? play dumb, right, smart, good. You're talking like a real creep right now. For some reason, what? you sound like a creep. Why would I lie about that? <laughs> I, just, I bet you drink Zima. 
I don't know. I just I could picture you drinking Zima. I've never even seen. I haven't seen a Zima. That doesn't even exist anymore. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, I'm gonna okay, sit down. And have a nice, I'm gonna get crazy. I'm gonna have a nice Bud Light at midnight Saturday night. I, I made it a month. Give me some credit for Christ's sake. Jeez, you guys. I don't give a shit. Why do people give a shit about that stuff? What? What's so? I what don't is care. It? Are you donating money to charity? Like- I look at your tweets on weekends when you're tweeting out all the booze you're gutting down, and I say I don't well, drink. So, like, I drink like once every like three, three or four times a year. I drink. That's it. Oh, and I don't I drink because I don't drink in moderation. I don't believe in drinking in moderation. Like, no if I'm gonna have. If you're gonna have one beer, you might as well have ten. Like that's my philosophy. So you know, you drink, about you like the Super Bowl, like you know, special occasions. But I don't like drink beer with like my dinner or anything like that. I'd rather have a Snapple. I agree. <laughs> I'm with you. I drink to get drunk. Yeah. I just do it every week. You chose to do it like yeah. once a year. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, I I I haven't done it in a month, but I'm looking forward to doing it Saturday. Maybe maybe Tuesday. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Election night. You're gonna have drunk Cully on your live show. That's the plan. <laughs> We'll, we'll promote that again next week, and uh, we'll be all over uh, everything to do with this election. And, uh, oh, we never got to, to Brady. That's okay. We'll do Brady. The guy in Tampa, Rick Stroud, he's a call, longtime colonist, has break it, broke it down and said Brady right now is better than he's ever been in his career, which is amazing. Close. I would say the race, the race Belichick versus Brady – Right now is a route. It is a route. What's the what's the line on the Patriots Bill Sunday? Do you have it there, Turtle Boy? I would assume it's like probably what six. I'm guessing maybe more, maybe seven. Wow. I'm guessing. That's, that's hard to believe. I was hoping for some good division games, but uh, I'm not sure. Well, Steph Gilmore is telling his house like it's all falling apart. Like this is it is it's an abortion at this point. And and there are like 25 teams that have good quarterbacks or good young quarterbacks coming along and the Patriots ain't one of them. They got a quarterback and uh, we'll see how they do. Hey, just because hey, we're, we're wrapped up and we're heading into the week and we won't talk to you for a couple of days, I do want to send out my thoughts and prayers to Jason Mastrodonato from the Boston Herald. We're thinking of you as, as we approach the weekend here. So I, wish I know I you guys uh, were talking about that, but I can't see it because he blocked me. I've never even met the guy. I don't even know who he like. I've, I don't think I've ever said his name and he blocked me. Because here's he's his, uh, crazy. Here's, here's he's, and he's mad at the Herald for endorsing Donald Trump. Yes, we didn't get to it yesterday. We were supposed to get to it yesterday. And then uh, here's his tweet. So today is a tough day at the Boston Herald. I had no idea. This was a shocker, the Boston Herald pulling this up. I had no idea when I filed my Red Stock story yesterday that I have my blind in a newspaper with this on the cover. I found out just a few hours. So he, he goes on a long thread about basically his disappointment in the endorsement of Donald Trump, which is just pure silliness. They should so. fire his ass today. Say, screw you. And then some Globy, I don't even know who she is, Globy tweeted out that she she wishes people wouldn't cancel their subscriptions to the Herald because of this endorsement. I'm like, cancel your subscription because he endorsed the president? And I said, you should not do that. Do not cancel the your Herald subscription. Cancel yes, your Globy subscription. All five of you, please do not cancel uh, your subscriptions to newspapers in today's I mean, world. Uh, it doesn't even matter. I mean, who is the guy? Who even reads him? Who even knows who he is? You're just nobody. You are a uh, dried out turd in the wind. Just float. Just fly away, you loser. Anyway, um, we will be back at you next week, and uh, we'll keep you all updated on the on the rioting and on the election and on. Uh, Big tech censorship. We'll see if the New York Post, after two and a half weeks, is allowed to actually tweet again. And, you know, 
I think it's about time. I think Jack Dorsey, they've paid their penance. They've begged, they've, they've pleaded. Let them tweet again, please, Aqualung, please. All right, that's it. Thanks, Turtle Boy. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. And uh, thanks to DCU and Allied Paving at the Shea Concrete. And thanks to everybody for listening and for uh, rating and reviewing on Apple. I appreciate it. Anything else, Colony? I think we got to a lot today. We covered it all. We got to, we got to a lot. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll go from there. We will go from there. All right. The sober October is almost over. The election is almost here. This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. We will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.